to the Mass Effect Hypecast. I am Morgan, aka Bond Diesel, and this is a podcast about Mass Effect, the future of BioWare's premier franchise, and all of our speculation and ideas for the next game. This episode, I'll be covering what this podcast is and why, what we know so far about the next game, and the N7 Day 2023 predictions. A few things before we get started. On YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, consider becoming a member, hit the like button, and comment down below with your thoughts or questions. You can also subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, including iTunes and Spotify, and I would very much appreciate a review on either of those platforms. A special thank you to all of my patrons and YouTube members, including producer-level folks, Hassan and YouTubes, supporter-level p- supporters, PK, The Don, Cage Nephilim, and Neuronix, as well as our viewer-level friend, Zenra. If you're interested in supporting this podcast for as little as $1 a month, please check out patreon.com slash Diesel or become a member on YouTube. Okay, so jumping into the topics, what is this podcast? So my inspiration for it is um, I run another podcast called The Bonfire, uh, formerly called The Echo Cast, which uh, started off as a The Division-based podcast many years ago now, uh, and then transitioned a few years ago to a general gaming podcast. Uh, In 2021, when the Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out, I became what can probably be described nicely as obsessed with Mass Effect. I, since then, I believe I'm on my 19th or 20th playthrough. Uh, And actually the playthrough I'm on, I've been doing since like March or February. So I've obviously slowed down a lot. 2023 has just been such a chock full year for gaming that I, I finally slowed down my Mass Effect playthroughs a bit, and you know I got a little bit burned out playing it that many times in a row. Uh, but I've definitely um, become uh, quite a Mass Effect fan uh, to the point where it's my favorite franchise ever. And um, what you would find is in the Bonfire, my weekly gaming news podcast, is I was basically finding reasons to talk about Mass Effect every single week. Sometimes it was because there was legitimate news. Uh, Oftentimes it was because I was just coming up with a reason to talk about it. So then spawned the idea of the Mass Effect Hypecast. Uh, Something that uh, kind of inspired me to do it is... Uh, The issue with the bonfire is that it's a general gaming news podcast where um, it's a solo podcast. It's a weekly gaming news one. You know, people don't like solo podcasts and there's so many weekly gaming news podcasts. It just gets lost in the fold a little bit. So there is a slight advantage to having a focused podcast. While it may technically have a smaller audience pool, it has a more like dedicated pool. And in theory, doing a podcast like this should fill a niche because as far as I can tell, there's no other podcast doing this, which makes sense. The game is very far away. (laughs) It's literally only in pre-production and it's being made by a uh, developer who's had a rough few years and whose future 
doesn't seem completely secure, right? So understandably, I may be filling a void here that maybe no one wants filled, but here we go. This is what we're doing. Um, I'm really excited for it. Uh, you'll, if you ever catch any of my streams on Twitch or YouTube, or if you listen to any of my videos or watch any of them on YouTube, you'll know I just I obviously just enjoy doing this, uh, even if it's not uh, you know the, the best way to become a successful podcaster or content creator. Uh, to do that, you hit the flavor of the week, right? Making a podcast and videos about a game that is probably four or five years away, uh, you know, is more of a passion project, and, and that's where we're at. So, um, I was definitely inspired by podcasts like the Mass Effect Lorecast. Uh, I honestly really struggled with the name of this show because I didn't want it to seem like I was like infringing on what they do, especially. Um, I just I really want the the name of the show. You know, you want you want it to have Mass Effect in it, uh, and we're going for the hype here. Um, what what they do on their show is amazing. They they do news. They do uh, especially their Patreon stuff is really good when they bring people from their Patreon and uh, panels to talk about things. Um, but they mostly focus on kind of the lore, obviously, of the game. Uh, and I wanted to present an option for people that was you know hype future looking um, and kind of all based around the next game. There's I, I could never even come close to doing the job that the lore cast and other podcasts do talking about the history of Mass Effect uh, and, and about the lore and things like that. So I'm leaving that to the experts and uh, I'm, I'm taking on the helm of being the wild speculation podcast because uh, that's what I like to do. So here we are. Uh, the long-term plans for this podcast right now it's going to be probably a, a monthly show um there may be months where there's more than one show if like in november when we have n7 day coming probably going to have more than one podcast there could be months where there's nothing i mean it's the closer we get to like dreadwolf coming out dragon age uh and the, the more you know, the deeper the next Mass Effect gets into production, the more info we will get. But it's probably still going to be fairly limited for quite a while. So, you know, we'll, we'll take it as it goes, you know, where the bonfire is a week to week show. This one can be a little bit more fluid. Uh, the last thing I'll kind of talk about um, is where this podcast will show up. Um, I have started a brand new RSS feed, a brand new podcast account uh, for this. Uh, we're going to do the first four or five episodes and see if they catch on at all. Um, and if they don't, for some reason, I'm going to um, bring all of those episodes over to my uh, The Bonfire uh, show. And we'll just upload them through that. And uh, I'll figure out how to brand that in some capacity. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. So. There's the what is this podcast? Um, but, you know, we're going to focus on uh, news, especially we're going to focus on um, educated speculation is what I like to call it, where we look at things they've released and we look at other things going on, whether it's hiring or, you know, rumors coming out or other news stories involving Bioware or the Mass Effect team. And we, you know, we do some educated speculation there. Um, and sometimes we'll just cover things that like wish lists and so on and so forth. 
this will probably very often be a solo podcast but more so than my other show i really do want to get guests on even if it's just for episodes um about the next game um i was on a a podcast um a while back even though it never got published called massively affected and the idea of the podcast was to talk about what got you into mass effect and why you're a fan now my episode turned into a speculation piece about the next game and it was recorded before the 2022 in seven day so it's never going to get released because it's completely outdated at this point but I like the idea of that, but bringing people on to talk about the future. Um, I especially want to bring people on who have completely different uh, hopes and dreams than I do for the next game. I um, I think I have a very quote unquote conservative view on what I want from the next game. And I think having some people on who are a bit more imaginative, uh, maybe a bit uh, more positive or hopeful towards like Andromeda uh, would be interesting. So. So that's what we're working towards. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, I don't expect these uh, episodes to be super long, or at least not these solo ones with me. Uh, I imagine the interviews will go a bit longer, uh, but I'm shooting for 30 to 45 minutes on these, um, maybe up to an hour, uh, you know, depending. Uh, like next month in November, I fully anticipate that's going to be uh, a pretty extensive episode or episodes. Um, I've already talked to N7 Legend about being on a show. I'm going to have to work out with him whether or not he would want to be on this one or over on the bonfire. I don't want to have any conflicts or start any uh, drama there. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And, uh, and yeah, we'll go from there. So the second topic I want to talk about this week or on this episode is what we know so far. So I want to do a a somewhat uh, summarized uh, talk about, you know, what we've seen so far, um, maybe not go so much into what it may mean, um, but maybe just give my recollection and my interpretation of what we know so far about the next game. And on another episode in the future, I think it would be fun to do a full deep dive into, okay, so that's what we saw, including this 2023 in seven days, it's coming up here in a couple weeks. Now let's talk about what we think it all means. I think that'd be a good topic for a whole nother episode. So what we know so far uh, is in 2020, we got a trailer at the Game Awards. And this trailer is awesome. I still watch it to this day. It's three years later almost. Uh, the music, the visuals, the implications uh, give me goosebumps still. Uh, it starts off with showing us uh, the Andromeda galaxy, fairly small in the top left corner of the screen. And then in the vast majority of the rest of the frame is the Milky Way. Uh, the camera pans and kind of dives into the Milky Way. And we go and we uh, start flying through space. And we have... Uh, all of these voice comms and all these recordings of early human space endeavors and flights and so on. And then it transitions over to uh, Mass Effect related stuff like uh, recordings that sound like they're from the first contact war and uh, all the way up into Mass Effect 1, 2 and 3 things and Andromeda where we, they uh, at one point mentioned arc six away Godspeed or something to that effect. 
Uh, and uh, during this time, we're flying through space and there's debris and all kinds of things flying by us. There's a what appears to be a deactivated mass relay, even though it doesn't really look like it's that damaged, you know, whatever that means. Uh, and then the trailer shifts to uh, a, a spaceship, uh, kind of flying past the camera towards a planet, past a couple moons. Um, and then we see a figure walking up what appears to be a hill at first, a snowy hill. Uh, but then if you look closely, they're walking up a dead reaper. Uh, and in the background is the silhouette of another dead reaper. Uh, this figure, um, they, I don't know if they kneel down or if they, they, they reach down and pick something up and start to wipe the snow off of it. Uh, it's the shard of an N7 helmet. Uh, and then the camera pops up. Uh, it's focused on the background where the ship has landed. And there's three figures, one of them being a Solarian, one of them probably being a human, and the other one being a Krogan. Uh, and then the focus of the shot shifts to the figure in the foreground. Uh, they pull back their hood, and it's Liara who's holding the shard of the N7 helmet. She looks off towards uh, her ship and her crewmates. Uh, you see a small grin come upon her face. And then the music swells, and we have a ma uh, Mass Effect will continue uh, pops up. So... What's cool about the, that trailer for me was that, um, so this was in 2020. Um, this was uh, about a month after, uh, I believe it was during N7 day that year in November, they had announced the Legendary Edition that was going to be this kind of remaster of the original trilogy. And um, for years, I had a coworker who had been trying to get me to play this game, like like literally for years, like for like four or five years, uh, if not longer, it could have been. and. Um, I always kind of brushed him off. I, ironically, I guess, worked at GameStop during the release of at least two of these games, and I think all three, just barely. I think I was still working there when, when three came out. Uh, and I believe I probably, I had to have worked midnight releases for at least one and two, uh, at least two. I'm not sure if one had a midnight release or not. And at the time, I was a Call of Duty bro, uh, a Madden bro. I was not into these types of games. And uh, so I never really gave him any thought. And even an old coworker back then used to tell me you know, all the time, hey, you, you need to check these games out. They're really good. Uh, and oddly enough, the only Mass Effect experience I ever got was actually... Uh, when Mass Effect 3 came out, they had a demo. If believe it or not, there's a demo that is the prologue, the beginning. Um, you know, I don't think I really need to call out spoilers in this podcast. I certainly hope not. Uh, if you're here, you, you you should have probably completed the trilogy at least once. And it was the that opening sequence where you um, and Anderson are running and trying to get to the Normandy and get picked up and all that. And, and I believe that was the whole thing. And I remember being like, this is fine. I didn't like Gears of War. I was never a Gears of War fan in Mass Effect, especially three has big Gears of War vibes when it comes to the gameplay. Obviously, everything else is a lot different. And so um, oddly enough, this trailer came out before I even liked Mass Effect. And what's so funny about it is I believe, and I'd have to look back at my records, I believe I pre-ordered the Legendary Edition after that Game Awards show when I saw that trailer and there was something about it, and it's especially the music, but uh, it was that 
the, the trailer is just a good trailer. The music is amazing. The reaction I saw from other people, including my buddy at work. Uh, and then just the vibe was like, okay, I'm in, let's do this. Uh, and then, you know, it's history, you know, 20 playthroughs later. So that's most of what we got that, that year. Um, and then in 2021, they had N7 Day. Uh, due to the announcement of the next game and the confirmation of it, people started to expect that uh, the N7 Days would start having teases for the next game. Um, I believe that they did this with Andromeda. I wasn't around, so that's just what I've been told. Um, in, in other games that they had done this celebration and used it as an opportunity to um, both celebrate the franchise and the people in the community, but also start to give teasers about the next game. And in 2021, that's what we got. Now, the actual blog for 2021 is mostly just bragging about the Legendary Edition and the choices people were making and all of that stuff. Uh, what came later was, I think it was from the official Bioware account, posted, oh, and by the way, while you're waiting, here's a little tease. And it's a poster, and the poster, uh, it, it looks like it's kind of like the shape of like a movie poster in a portrait mode. Um, down at the bottom is a ship that looks similar but different to the one in the 2020 trailer. Um, above it, uh, but it's in Alliance Colors, and it has the SFX branding on it, I believe, which was the code name for the first game. Uh, Above, you know, slightly above that ship, which is down at the bottom of the poster, there's four figures walking up, or seemingly walking up, uh, and then above that is a big crater. Um, and the notable thing about this is that if you pull back and look at the whole poster, this crater appears to. Uh, it very much looks like the flashlight or whatever you want to call it from a Geth head, and then the um, various. Uh, features around this crater uh, make it pretty obvious that we're supposed to be, you know, seeing the vague insinuation of a geth uh, body and head uh, all the way down to little lines and cracks in the ground that are supposed to look like the the kind of uh, the, the reflection lines off of the uh, the geth uh, heads that you see in the games. Um, the four figures that are walking up from the ship, one of them is pretty clearly a Krogan in red battle armor. Uh, the one in front, I speculate to be an Asari. Uh, the one in kind of the middle right uh, looks like a, um, a Turian to me. And then the bottom right is what appears to be a human. Um, and to me, it sure looks like a red striped helmet, which I would say looks like a N7 helmet. Um, around the crater, there's people are seeing things. Uh, I, I feel like there's, you know, it's it, just like myself, a lot of opium and stuff like that in this. Um, it there is definitely at least one dead geth in the ground near the crater. Um, people have like done like manipulation and kind of fooled with some of the settings and 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 there's someone who thinks they see like a quarian um, in the dirt around it. Um, but if you scale the Corian to the Geth, um, the Corian is like three times bigger. And I don't think it's a Corian. It could just all be symbolic. Who knows? Um, but I don't see it. Um, 
the two other things that are interesting about this poster is that if you do look closely on the left middle, you can clearly see a um, a color difference in the ground. And if you if you connect it all, it's it's an N7 logo. Um, and then just in general, if you pull back the whole color scheme of the the poster um, kind of goes from blue to the top and then it fades down to like a yellow reddish. Um, some of the patterns on the ground people have pointed out look a lot like the Scourge from Andromeda, uh, which while I personally don't want the next game to involve Andromeda very much, even though Gamble, uh, the, the, the lead on the game has made it pretty uh, obvious that there will be some connection between Andromeda and this game, uh, this next game. Um, it, it does look very familiar. It, it looks very similar. It's very interesting. Uh, and that was kind of the gist of 2021's In Seven Day. That poster was, you know, fairly, you know, it was pre-focused. It was just that. Uh, the, the one note I will give is that after In Seven Day, a few months later, that uh, that poster went up for sale. If you are, are watching the YouTube, you see in the background, I'm pointing right at it. I have that poster back here. Um, there was a big kind of uh, kerfuffle after that poster got um Put on the Bioware Gear Store website because they had a very detailed description for that item that seemingly really, really seemed like it was someone just saying what the plot of the next game is. Um, talking about how Shepard and crew are going on one more adventure and blah, blah, blah. Now that got very quickly taken down to literally nothing. They deleted the whole description off the website and then they kind of put up a more generic uh, description of it. And uh, I believe various people in Bioware in the gear store kind of was like, oh yeah, no, 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 that was just an, that was just an error. Um, it is worth noting that the gear store, their merchandise store is run by a third party who does like Bethesda and a bunch of other companies as well. Um, and so the people who put up that des description would not have been um, Bioware employees, but, after talking to some people who knew uh, who ran the old gear store, um, they weren't allowed to put those descriptions up without it being approved by Bioware first. And so while that description was probably not supposed to be posted, it, it's hard for me to believe that no one checked off on that, likely assuming it was for the future. But who knows? That's a lot of hopium, especially because uh, what that poster description uh, described was essentially the game I want. And so I'm obviously working off of some bias. So then uh, in 2022, we had another N7 day, and this one was a lot more um, suggestive for the next game, where previously they hadn't really addressed it too much directly. And this one they did. They um, In the blog, it talks about all of the um the directors of the game so michael gamble being the lead on the game um uh, parish lay who's a veteran of bioware and mass effect is kind of the head of the franchise mary demarley is the head of the narrative where uh, her hiring was a really big deal i think it was last year in 2022 um because she's you know she's just really good at what she does and having her come in to kind of bring a fresh perspective to mass effect is crazy exciting um and and then they uh 
showed off their, uh, I think it was their development director, uh, which was an interesting development because um, that job was still on their listing until that uh, reveal. And uh, then they didn't hire any more for Mass Effect for uh, over like a year. And they only recently started doing it again. So then as you scroll down at the very bottom of this page, they, they directly address the next game. Like, you know, we're working hard, we're in pre-production, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and, and while you wait, check out the video down below. There's some interesting surveillance footage or something like that. And there's this video that shows what looks like a man-made mass relay or one in construction that does have some kind of Cerberus color schemes on it um, and has a bunch of ships all around. And it's like a motion graphic thing. So it's not a straight up video, but the ships are like moving a little bit and there are some like lights flashing and so on. What's also in this little video is an, a, a very garbled audio recording. Um, now it only took people like an hour or two for someone to figure it out and, and decrypt it. And what we found is that it's Liara talking to someone and she's talking about how the council is going to be furious, assuming the Citadel cancel, uh, Council, uh, how humans, uh, you know, that they should have learned their lesson, that humans, you know, are very stubborn and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't really know what to take of it too much yet. Um, it, it seems to be suggesting that this next game is going to involve some group of humans uh, kind of going off and doing their own thing after the events of the Reaper War. Um, the other person that Liara is talking to, a lot of people have speculated it's a geth because that's what the garbled encrypted audio sounds like. Um, to me, that doesn't make any sense. Um, a geth wouldn't be speaking in geth to Liara. Uh, it, it would be speaking in a universally translated language. Um, I think that she's speaking to someone who uh, the devs still want to be secret uh, and that, you know, the whole idea is that her voice, you know, the other or they that the other person's voice that Liara is speaking to um, is garbled on purpose uh, because it's probably someone we're going to need to know more about later. So uh, in that uh, little video, though, there were a couple interesting details. Um, uh, the actual art itself, the mass relay, is a updated version of art from uh, one of the art books from many years ago um, that showed uh, a little more stylized, a little more futuristic looking image, uh, but in the exact same format. Um, one of the interesting things on the mass relay, there is a uh, like, like a sensor post sticking out or a docking post or something. Uh, and it's on uh, on the ship. It has a one, two, three, four. I think it says one, two, three, four, five, six or seven. And uh, the pad, the mast is coming out of, of the four. Uh, a lot of people are thinking this is a pretty obvious uh, insinuation of you know them uh, talking about the next game. Um, one of the interesting things I have seen in this, or two of them really, is there's a few ships who have the same kind of general design style as the Andromeda Nexus ships, where they have the four like splines coming off the back uh, and then like a long skinny um, kind of like ship body protruding out forward from that. Um, but these don't appear to be nearly as big as in the arcs. So there is maybe some suggestion that the tech they used for the Andromeda mission is going to be used in the 
the Milky Way post Reaper War, likely to help getting around the galaxy faster since the relays are destroyed or hopefully being fixed, um, as is suggested in the destroy ending uh, kind of panels. Um, the other interesting thing is in the bottom right corner, you can very faintly see what appears to be a white, red and white stripe. Uh, and then when you think more about it, you start to realize that the image you're looking at is we're probably looking at a, a, an image of a screen because there's other artifacts on there that look like reflections from lights that would be like behind your viewpoint. Uh, and then there's this reflection in the bottom left that pretty clearly looks like a N7 uh, kind of arm stripe that we've seen in so much of the iconic armor in the franchise. And so that was the 2022. Um, there's also there was also a ton of concept art they posted as like these like title things. Um, a lot of it was interesting. One looked a lot like what, like an Ilium type planet, an Asari planet that had a bunch of features and a bunch of little Easter eggs in there. Uh, there is another sh uh, piece of concept art that appears to show the the Citadel building uh, in the Soul System, or at least in a system where there's other planetary bodies. Where if you didn't know in the original Mass trilogy the citadel is in a i think it's a nebula or something uh its location there's no other celestial bodies it's only the citadel and so this little bit of art from the in, in seven day 2022 seems like our first look at the citadel uh, in the solar system orbiting earth whatever uh that we've seen since mass effect 3 uh and then um the, there is uh the uh, main there, there's some art that kind of looks like it might be like Omega um, because there is a shop sign that's exactly the same as one on Omega uh, and all of the creatures in that concept art are wearing like gas masks um, and so you know we're kind of curious about what that might look like and then that was kind of the gist of 2022 uh, since then, there's been some stuff, good and bad. Um, Michael Gamble does like to tease and throw out some stuff here and there. Most recently, there was a Unreal Engine 5 developer um, who said, uh, hey, you know, what should be the next challenge for our MetaHuman uh, technology? Uh, MetaHuman, if you don't know, is this tech in Unreal Engine 5 that can basically randomly generate um, uh, faces and uh, but it comes with full rigging for voice animations and for full animations of everything it also includes a tool where you can feed it voiceover and it will accurately recreate you know it's uh, move the mouth and the other features on the character to match that voice recording so uh, I, that, that's a really big deal um, if they use that tech in the next game because uh, you know, going in there and doing that fine um, uh, animation on speaking characters and things like that, uh, even if this only gets them, you know, even if it gives them a 50% head start, that would be a really big deal. Um, this kind of plays off of the idea that there's been hiring listings for the next Mass Effect that have implied it'll be on Unreal Engine 5. Well, there was this MetaHuman tweet um, a, a week or two ago, and then Michael Gamble, the head of the next game, uh, basically insinuated like, hey, make it work with aliens, uh, this MetaHuman thing. All kinds of articles, videos were made about that, including myself. I was even featured in a Metro article, very cool. Um, and 
there's been a lot of other stuff. Uh, the, the, like I said, all of the job listings. Um, unfortunately, a part of the news recently was that uh, 50 people were laid off from BioWare. It seems like they were mostly Dragon Age Dreadwolf folks and they were mostly narrative folks. Um, but that's you know still not a good thing to lay off that many people. Um, before that, uh, a few months beforehand, uh, there had been a, an article about how Mark Dara, previously of BioWare, uh, had to return to BioWare to help them get Dreadwolf shipped uh, in a consultant role. And we also found out that uh, some members of the Mass Effect pre-production team had shifted over to uh, Dreadwolf to help get it out the door. And then just, a, just in the last few days, or at least somewhat recently, we found out that EA Motive, who uh, most recently made the Dead Space remake, uh, actually helped on Dragon Age Dreadwolf from last November 2022 until just a couple months ago here in 2023. And while that may not be Mass Effect related directly, um, the simple fact is that Dragon Age and Mass Effect are intertwined hand in hand because uh, Mass Effect won't come out until uh, Dragon Age Dreadwolf does, right? Uh, and Dragon Age, Dra Dragon Age Dreadwolf has been in development for a long time. It is likely taking up the vast majority of the resources and people at BioWare. And um, right now, or at least most recently, has been rumored that it will come out in uh, 2024, likely early in the year. We'll see about that. Uh, the last bit is that in the, fairly recently, there was a, a small rumor. Uh, it was considered a industry rumor that um, the Mass Effect game that's coming may ditch an open world format and go back to a hub and mission format, which is what I would describe the original trilogy as, especially three. And, um, and that was something I was very happy about, as well as many others, because... It's okay if the next Mass Effect kind of has a keep it simple, stupid attitude and doesn't try to be anything more than it has to be to just put out a good game and make room for other games, which would be great. And that's kind of what I feel like we know so far. So knowing that, uh, what do we think in seven day 2023 will show us? What I am expecting is something probably really similar to 2022. I'm expecting a blog, probably with a bunch of concept art and another video-ish thing like the Mass Effect Relay one we had last year where there will be some kind of puzzle to uncover, some kind of thing to decrypt, probably another voice thing. Um, we'll, we'll get some kind of video or picture that's very compelling. Um, I would say on the high end, we could get like a small trailer. Um, but I don't know. I, I think that's like the guarantee, though. Uh, when it comes to more exciting things they could show us, they could name the game. I'm sure they have that by now. The I don't think it's going to be called Mass Effect 4 or 5. I think it's going to be called um, Mass Effect uh, and then a subtitle. Um, I, you can't really call it 4 because it isn't the fourth game that's Andromeda. You can't really call it 5 because there was no actual 4, right? And I, I just, while I do personally believe the next game is going to be a direct sequel to three, I still think that they'll just try to, uh, you know, give it a subtitle. Um, that's especially helpful for newer players who never played the original trilogy. The idea of just jumping into Mass Effect 4 or 5 or whatever isn't great for like marketing. Um, you see this issue a lot with games like Final Fantasy and stuff where 
um, there's like a lot of a lot of market uh, research that shows that there are people who are like, oh, I can't play the 16th game. I haven't played the previous 15. You know, oh, you sweet summer child. But um, I, I, I think, you know, maybe we get a subtitle. The, the big things that people want a confirmation of time frame of location of where the game is going to take place of characters. I think we're very far away from them doing that one because they may not have it decided yet and two because it's too good of a topic of conversation um to not just constantly bring up like uh and people including myself who who make tweets and posts and videos and all this about these very innocuous updates and details uh it's probably a little creepy let's be honest and all of the creators are guilty of that um but it's also free marketing for bioware and for the most part, I assume they don't mind that people are doing their jobs for them. So um, one of the big reasons I don't think we'll get some of, of those big details yet is, well, one, the game is so far away still. And two, I, I really think that they just don't want to steal Dragon Age Dreadwolf's thunder. Um, if you can call it thunder, it's more of like a slight ruffle, <laughs> a slight little sound off in the far distance. But I suspect that's going to change soon. Um, so, you know, I, I think 2024 is in seven day could end up being a huge thing with reveals and such. Um, I just really think they need Dreadwolf to get out of their way first uh, so that they don't either distract themselves or the fan bases and, and things like that. Um, I, I just uh, I'm not expecting anything huge, but I will be happily surprised if they decide to do something like that. And that's where I'm going to wrap up the topics for this week. So uh, this segment right here is the listener questions or emails, whatever you want to call it, uh, where I would typically answer uh, questions or emails or Google form questionnaire submissions, uh, Discord questions, YouTube comments, uh, or even DMs or tweets uh, on Twitter to my handle at Bond Diesel. Um, I, I want to answer questions. I want to give, um, you know, if you, if you want my opinion on something, shoot it at me and then I'll rant about it. Um, if you want to propose a thing to me and, and you know hear what I think about it, this is where you will get that feedback. So uh, for the next show, when I do some announcements, uh, please consider uh, becoming part of the show. Uh, as I was talking about before, solo podcasts are tough because it's just me rambling. And so the more that you interact with me after the show, um, the more of a kind of a conversation we can have instead of me just looking at a camera and, and talking for a half hour. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we have for this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening uh, or watching if you're on YouTube. Please interact with the show in any way you desire of all the ways I've talked about that you can do that. And let me know if you have any th feedback or thoughts on the podcast. Uh, you can find me all over the internet uh, as Bond Diesel, including over on Twitch where I try to stream a few times a month. Uh, and mostly just to talk about all of the same stuff, but do it live. Uh, to support my content, please check out patreon.com slash bonddiesel to become a patron. Uh, you can join YouTube as a member. You can subscribe over at Twitch, especially if you have a Prime sub uh, that you can so you can do it for free. Uh, or you can check out my merch at the link tree link in the description below. That's all I have. So until next time. <laughs>